Welcome to X-Men Evolution, Episode 7 of Cyclops is Waiting for Me, an X-Men animated recap podcast. Hey, I did that without stuttering this time. I'm Rod, and my brain is oatmeal. I just got back from a week-long wedding ceremony, and my flight was delayed overnight in Philadelphia. Fuck Philly, man. But I got Wawa. You just gained us enemies in the first 30 seconds of the show. Great job. Yeah, well, I mean, I think most people would agree they like Wawa more than they like Philly. I don't know. <laughs> we, have, we have some mutuals who I think are going to fight you after this. But I am JC. I have no problem with Philadelphia or its Eagles, just for the record. And yeah, we haven't recorded in, it's been like six weeks since we last recorded because yeah. obviously, you know, as we mentioned in front of our previous episodes, we took a pause during the month of July with observance of the sag after strike. And we wanted to make sure that we were not crossing any picket lines. We got some guidance and, and we see that shows like X-Men 97 are not actually considered crossing the picket line. You know, I, I think it goes without saying for, for the both of us, you know, pay your fucking writers, pay your fucking actors, yep. do right by the people who are making the content that everybody's consuming. If, if you're making millions of dollars, you could afford to pay somebody a few extra bucks an hour. And just like a little personal anecdote, you know, most people now, by now, you know, I'm a musician and we went through all through, through all this with Spotify and we kind of lost you know so you can see what's happening with that is that like we're the ones filling spotify with music but the least paid out of everyone in the entire pipeline so don't want that to happen to our writers and actors and maybe it'll turn back around for us too who knows hopefully cyclops is waiting for me is our once again weekly podcast series where we're going back and watching every single x-men animated episode we can find along with some bonus episodes our first series started out with the original 1992 x-men the animated series building up to the release of x-men 97 which we thought was going to be coming to Disney Plus in 2023. More on that in a minute. But since it's not here yet, we had to fill it out with some other shows. Some quick reminders. We're a recap show about a series that started over 20 years ago. There will be spoilers. If you don't want it spoiled for you, pause the podcast, watch the episode, and come back. We're currently not sponsored. Definitely not sponsored. <laughs> by, with Marvel Hashtag non-spawn. Yeah. Marvel Animation, Disney or Disney Plus in any way. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Cyclops IWFM Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Twitter, which I personally refuse to call X without mocking it, and <laughs> Facebook. And of course, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast services. If you want to support the show, we have a small issue that has popped up with Amazon Affiliate, which we had started putting into it. So when you create an Amazon Affiliate account, uh -huh. you have to put the site that you're going to be promoting to. Okay. And apparently a podcast feed does not work for Amazon Affiliate, but they no. don't tell you until you're 90 days in to the actual setup. So oh, no. I think all the old links still will work, okay. but they will not give us credit for <laughs> anything that goes through it. So, Rod, after this, we have to talk about if we want to resubmit and yeah. then risk it in 90 days. So, yeah, we're going to have to chat about that after the fact. Okay. Awesome. I was actually, it's funny, I was going to ask you if that worked because I was testing it with something else that I got because I had like, a bunch of bigger purchases. I was like, oh, I wonder if this ended up like coming through. Guess not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically they did work. I saw the reporting and I hadn't put in our payment information. So Amazon probably owes us like 10 bucks we're never going to get to. Oh, well, well. But before we get into the show, this is the first time we are recording since San Diego Comic-Con. And there was some X-Men 97 news coming from it. I have a little bit of a quick recap that I wrote, Rod. But as somebody who was not there at the show, would love to get your X-Men related thoughts from the event. I, okay, so not X-Men related, but I saw more Mortal Kombat news come out of there than any other stuff, obviously, because there was no, no movie news. But as far as X-Men 97 stuff, I saw like a podcast with Lee Walds and I think Larry Houston. Well, the, the Lee Walds were not in San Diego at Comic-Con. No, no, they were on a, like a, it was like an auxiliary thing that Marvel put out or whatever. Yep. And then they sh I heard that they had shown a clip 
There were some clips shown yep. there, but they didn't post them anywhere else. I'm going to assume there was a, at least a hint to a delay because there's so, so much stuff happening with just media in general. And even though this isn't a struck project, like it can't have been, or I wouldn't be surprised if it was complicated by everything or that was already happening, including the stuff that's been happening recently. All right, so that goes to number four on the five things that I got coming out of the show. Oh, no. Bo DeMeo told Marvel.com that production is going well. They're in post-production on all things season one, so it shouldn't be a delay anything associated to the writing, but they are currently writing the finale for season two. Mm, I think I do remember him mentioning that on yep. one of the things that posted. So that that was one of the things, in, just because you, you never go in order, so it, it's appropriate that it's <laughs> something from the bottom of the list. Number five on the list, because fuck going in order, were the toys, which we posted some of the stuff, especially from the Hasbro booth. We threw up some reels and such for that. They're smaller than I expected. The actual figures themselves were not X-Men legend size. They are okay. they're definitely tinier figures. I, I like the toy biz size. Ones like one they're they're to not toy biz size either. That's the weird part. It's smaller than that. Like the epic figure that I have that I posted on on our Instagram is smaller. The other ones look smaller, like skinnier than the toy biz ones. Interesting. They're, they're, like like it's not dramatic, but there's definitely like I, I don't know, like a ten percent difference. It feels like this is gonna be hard to beat because like I don't know about you know I'm not a toy collector necessarily, but like if somebody like me was gonna get something from like a show like X Men '97, my expectation is like the '90s toys, you know. That's why like, right. I even personally don't love like the Legends figures and stuff because like I just want like the old janky like Storm figure I have here and stuff, you know. The only problem I have with any of the Legends figures is the build a figure attachment that comes with oh, it. Oh yeah. In the old boxes, the new boxes don't matter because like Rod is seeing, oh, here's the new Hawkeye figure, but it's a totally sealed box that has no see-through on it, which I also don't like from a figure collecting perspective. Because yeah, then you just have a box and you don't even know if everything's in there. <laughs> I mean, that one I'm going to put on the shelf and open yeah. it, but like, you know, all the VHSs that are signed behind me, those are all in their box and never going to be open so and are they uh, made of like biodegradable materials too <laughs> that's that is wise because it's going to be biodegradable luckily it's not going to biodegrade in our lifetime yeah. hopefully well, i mean know, let's, let's be on the dark side let's be realistic we, we, uh, we are in like what like the, the end hottest, times hottest month in like one hundred twenty thousand years or something i think it's closer to like twelve thousand, but yes <laughs> okay i see i saw six a six digit number oh good like, i mean it may have gotten hotter in the past few days so yeah also, biggest one, most likely, or sorry, not the biggest one, but most obvious one, it is official that Bishop and Morph are joining the team. Oh, that cool. was, they were seen in the artwork, but it was not official that they were going to be full-fledged team members. Mm -hmm. And both of them have a little bit of a, a different look. Bishop has shorter hair, which is reminiscent of some of his more recent comic book looks. And Morph is in the white head version, which most of us attribute to the Age of Apocalypse as being where that started. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You saw it on the X-Men 97 cover of the Hellfire Gala book. Sunfire is that other person who's most known for being one of the new mutants in the comics. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be joining the team or just the show? I believe they said appearing in the series. It was okay. not confirmed if he's going to be a full-fledged member that one i think could get interpreted either way and most of the stuff i'm referencing is is via ign.com to give appropriate credit gotcha. we had already seen some of the villains the focus of the two clips were the sentinels though so those two clips that were shown 
were Sentinels. That's why you haven't seen it in any of the artwork, but they did show the toy at the Marvel stage, which I was by the stage when they revealed that to people. It looked pretty accurate to what we knew. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit of a redesign, but it's not like a dramatic negative one, which we sometimes see with toy redesigns. Or it's not, it's not like Super Mario Brothers, like the the Goombas. No, it is definitely not movies, that. You know, where they turn into small headed lizards or something. <laughs> yes, I can, I can vouch it is not that. And then Jean Grey is visibly pregnant in the footage that is shown as well. Oh, okay. Yep. So, so are they, they're just gonna fridge her for a while. Then is that what's happening? I mean, they they probably want to get to the cable storyline and and mm-hmm. you know in in the comics there are two canonical children for them even though neither one is actually gene's kid mm-hmm. you have cable who is the baby of the clone of madeline Pryor, who we don't get in this show or have not gotten in the show yet or rachel who is the phoenix from the days of future past story which we obviously didn't get her She's the ones that, you know, resembles the Hounds outfit that we talked yeah. about in The Fifth Horseman. So Yeah, man, a lot of moving parts. So that's what we got from San Diego Comic-Con, but not a release date. I think to your point, Rod, not having a release date probably is some indication that it is going to end up in 2024. Luckily, we have a lot of animated stuff still to go because we will not cover anything that is a Struck production until the strike is has ended. So anybody who's looking forward to Rod having to rewatch Wolverine Origins, you you get a little bit of a reprieve, Rod. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that seems <laughs> rough. Rough. Yeah. <laughs> but that's everything, Rod. That's yeah. that's San Diego. And not you know, not to discredit anything from Bo, but I always feel like when you don't hear any news and you just and the only thing that we hear is somebody working on production be like, it's going great. It feels like it's not going great. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, they did show footage, you know, to us, but so they showed footage and they acknowledged that there's going to be a second season, especially because we do know that some of the shows for Disney Plus have gotten canceled going into their second season. I believe it's been formally announced and apologies if I'm wrong, but I believe it was announced that She-Hulk is not getting a second season. So, you know, they wouldn't be letting them write a second season if the first wasn't good enough is is yeah, at least yeah. my perspective especially with disney deleting old you know some st- not old like previous media and stuff that's been out for less than a year and also like for anybody else that may have been confused like i was i had some animator friends explain to me so animation is a different union but so is the writing so there's still writing rooms for animated shows happening right now like if you've seen dan Povenmire has been posting from his writer's room and stuff since they're completely animated series with voiceover artists or different union stuff so they're just working on their non-struck project hollywood is complicated <laughs> yeah to date the podcast even though we you know this is coming out weeks or probably a full month after san diego comic-con wrapped up yeah there was a post the other day that the Marvel VFX creators are actually unionizing or attempting to unionize. So it's just hearsay, and I won't out who it was, but I have a friend that is a VFX artist for a company that gets hired by Marvel, and they have worked on several Marvel shows. One of the issues being that they had to work on at least three at the same time, and there were three really big ones. From what it sounds like, from what they were saying, it sounds like there's a, a few different like sub unions kind of forming so they may i don't know how that works if like they would come together at the end or they'll see like which one maybe sticks and then everybody's right. kind of like absorbed them but they they really need it because disney has the money <laughs> and also we won't get that mess that we got in secret wars uh, not secret wars secret invasion although that has story problems too that but, was more story problem than vfx problems but, for me but, at least 
but there well because most of it was practical and and then like there was this one scene where there was like this green hand and i was like i know that i know the people that worked on that shot and i know they could do it and i i feel like next time i talk to them they'd be like yeah we had like two hours of work on that or something or whatever is a small amount of time because i was like it was just a hand but it looks so bad you know <laughs> like <laughs> it was like how could the rest because even if those story was kind of crap and this is coming from somebody who actively tries to like everything for marvel and this is probably only the second thing I haven't really enjoyed from them. And I even enjoyed the first half. I think the first thing, obviously, is Iron Fist, because fuck that thing. But, like, Secret of Asia was like, wow, that ending was... They did not stick the landing whatsoever. But the, the, they had a shot where a scrawl hand showed up, and it was like, you could just put a glove on that guy and it have been better. Like, that was weird. Anyway, yeah, if you think I just, need to get paid more. I, I just got to say, my biggest problem with anything Marvel has done on Disney Plus is still the kaiju fight in the middle of moon Knight. that was oh, still yeah. that is still the thing that offends me the most as a human being so i thought it was the bonus feature for hawkeye being the musical that is no i'm actually still <laughs> i'm still more offended by it okay <laughs> i do wish in hawkeye that they showed the bird at, like actually trying to break into the van and and get the tracksuit yeah. mafia but Yo, that's a that, whole other thing yeah that is horrifying actually you know what i i kind of agree with that because it's almost worse not seeing it because it leaves up to your imagination what happened to those guys yeah it is probably the most disturbing cliffhanger in the mcu it's wild anyway now onto the show today we're going to be talking about season one episode seven titled turn of the rogue i know what that is meaning to mean but it's a weird sentence (laughs) i don't know if it's like if it is a play on certain words obviously we understand yeah. what the point of it is but i don't know if there's like a phrase that they were adapting yeah. for it or something like that it aired february 3rd 2001 it currently sits at a 7.6 star rating on imdb this one it's funny like i feel like if there is a stock opening for any x-men show this is it is it a warehouse is it a prison i put is factory it, yeah, i wasn't yeah. sure either yeah <laughs> so i just said it opens a warehouse but it says a no entry sign or you know like keep out you know, Keep out, don't trespass. Then I was just like immediately confused because Kitty phases in. That's not confusing. But then she like maces a guard. And I'm like, no, this is not checking out. Okay. And then. But um, I also noticed right away, I was like, is that a character model that resembles Storm or did she just mace Storm? See, I didn't notice Storm then. I should have. Yeah, she did. But then Spike takes out another guard. And I was like, was that Wolverine? Yep. I was like, maybe they're just recycling character models. But that was probably supposed to be a nod to us, what was happening. And then. Yeah, as, as soon as I saw Logan, I interpreted it as a training thing. Mm-hmm. Storm, because the character model has changed with like when she's wearing makeup, the different hair and stuff like that, I was like, oh, it could have just been somebody who looked like her. But the second like you saw that Logan nose, you knew it was yeah. the same. It was it was the team. So Yeah, and I think I, I started suspecting stuff around then because like when stuff seems off, I was like, Oh, is this a danger room thing? And then they, they cut to like an inside of the building somewhere where Cyclops and Nightcrawler are doing kind of their take on the Mission Impossible, like, you know, the the line, the string thing where Tom Cruise like gets really close to the lasers, except instead of like the line, it's Jean holding them with her telepathy or tele- telekinesis. She then calls them fat. I know, right? She's like, which one have you gained weight? And Scott does make a point that Nightcrawler is eating hamburgers seven days a week. <laughs> I mean, the dude probably has crazy metabolism. He probably right. needs to do it. Otherwise, he's going to, like, waste away. Yeah. This is something we noticed in X-Men 92. But this is his whole, like, 90s through Y2K era. It was always, like, about weight, which I guess that is not right, but it tracks with that time period because that's when, like, heroin chic look was in and stuff. So everybody was, like, really obsessed with 
physical visible weight to the point where it was a joke in this and they reveal in their conversation that they're trying to rescue storm which this was at that point i was like okay this is a danger room because we don't know why storm is captured unless they're trying to do something really dramatic oh know? see i didn't get it as as rescue storm i just got rescue oh so they said something like a hold on storm or whatever like you know and so i was like okay that's storm done but then you couldn't see her face so i was like something is off Right. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Then someone comes up behind Jean. So, okay, so I forgot to say this. Jean is, like, not in the building. She's, like, on the skylight outside. Yeah, she's looking them. through the roof. And someone comes up behind Jean and startles her. And, of course, it, like, breaks her concentration. She drops Cyclops and Nightcrawler. I think Nightcrawler tries his best to, like, kind of ninja his way through the lasers. It totally doesn't work. They set but, bef everything. but before that, Cyclops misses two shots trying to hit the chain on the prisoner and then on the third one he hits it i was like you have to look at something this should not be hard for you to aim right. but I, I i guess it goes to what we've been talking about with cyclops where it is very focused on he doesn't have the control of his power the same way that we interpret the control of the later version of him in, in 92 as an adult so it, well, all of them you know even here like gene she can't hold up two teenagers you know right but it late you know we're assuming that we're going to get to the point where we were at 92 where she can hold up the whole entire blackbird and then the the hooded figure that we thought was storm turns around and reveals to be rogue surprises everyone she grabs cyclops and starts to absorb his power when yeah. he's he's caught off guard yeah and then it cuts to the intro, and I think as kids, it's supposed to be like, oh, crap, they got caught by Rogue. But as adults, we're like, oh, okay, this is the danger room. Yeah. <laughs> or something else. I don't know. We don't know what it is, but probably the danger room. Comes back from the opening credits, and Rogue, who has absorbed Cyclops' power, blasts Nightcrawler. Cyclops is like, wait, wait, hold up stop and then yeah he just turn he's like basically like i'm turning this off in the middle of the simulation right now and then xavier enters with the rest of the x-men it's like you know our rule we don't stop this unless someone's hurt and kurt's like i was hurt this didn't feel great <laughs> yeah and cyclops has a good point he was uncomfortable that they he was like why was rogue in here and xavier's like element of surprise which was like a really boomer answer because he was like i don't like the idea of like making someone we just met an enemy when we're trying to recruit her well it's also a little bit of foreshadowing too because he's like i wasn't briefed about this and in a part of the conversation really goes around like the honesty of charles too yeah which <laughs> I think I'm setting myself up to learn that this is at the most moral. I mean, we've already said this. His morally gray stance here in this version, but this, it it keeps compounding in this episode. We'll put it that way. Yeah, I, I think this episode even more so than the other ones that we have a little bit of trouble trusting Xavier here. And so he's like, "Well, you gotta get ready for school." I'm like, "Damn, this was before school even started." I yeah, know. dude. I I I'm not gonna run around the block before my <laughs> right? workday starts. I don't know how they're doing a full danger room training. Did because yeah, school start pretty early for you too. Because I remember having to get to school around. Like like 7 30 ish or something yeah i think we were like first class starts around eight o'clock yeah why did they make us do that do you, do they still probably that? probably because of parents needing to get into work by like 8 30 or 9 i kind of get that but i you know especially in high schools if i end up driving myself and then there's school buses all, i don't know but then you're like back in not everyone has a car rod I, but well i guess maybe even bayville in greentown indiana where everybody lived a mile and a half from the school <laughs> And and then I love that you're just doxing yourself, right? Well, nobody wants to go to Greentown anyway. Yeah, so Cyclops, yeah, he's he's bothered that they made Rogue the enemy, and it, I don't know. I, I get that. I'm like, even though we're not the biggest Cyclops fans and stuff, it's like you got a point because you're still a child, and he's one of the few adults in here. And then he kind of threw this. I don't know. Anyway, and then it cuts to the school, 
you're kind of putting together that they're packing the school bus for a trip to like the caves are going to go spelunking or something but it's really confusing because there's like snowmobiles and yeah what kind of trip this is i feel like if you're going to explore caves snowmobiles on the back of a school bus is a very interesting choice Yeah, I, I loved how the bus driver, who I guess is also probably a teacher. Was it like, was their teacher who was also driving the bus, yes. And he was like, only necessities to, you know, survive in a cave, which, ooh, okay. And yeah. No game toys. And I was like, I guess that was like the writer's workaround for like, you can't bring your Game Boy because everyone held up a Game Boy. So here was the crazy thing, man. Like the Game Boy itself at this era, they were only at Game Boy Color. The Game Boy Advance, which is when you actually shift the form and shape of it, mm-hmm. did not come out until after this episode aired. Yeah, I, I, it's so I only know that because like you know like Y two K like ninety nine to two thousand yeah. was when the Pikachu Game Boy came out and stuff, and in ninety eight or ninety nine I worked at whatever year the Game Boy Color came out. I worked at Walmart. I believe that was ninety eight. And that was the big deal for Black Friday. Yes, I because I made a note on it. That was 98. <laughs> I'm, I, so there you go, 98. So I specifically remember me and the other guys who worked in electronics. We were told to hold the Game Boy Colors. This is when you could hide stuff from the public. So when people would come in before Black Friday, we'd tell them we're out because we're that's where our boss told us to tell them. Right. And then on Black Friday, they released all of them. And I just remember, you know, obviously being a high school student, we threw them all in a shopping cart, and in the Black Friday crowds in the 90s, if anybody can remember those, we just threw the cart into the middle of a crowd and just like, let them tear each other apart. <laughs> God, I wish we had cell phone cameras at that point right. in our lives. The, the footage would just like have everybody's aunt just super embarrassed in the modern day. Yeah, and probably saying things that <laughs> would change the way you think about some of your elders. Oh, it became <laughs> very problematic very quickly. Yeah. Well, is, is any, well, you remember the Cabbage Patch Wars? Man, that, that I mean, I... I believe that was like the year I was like one or two years old. So no, I do oh, okay. not remember it. I, I've heard of it, but I've never, yeah. I didn't, I don't remember living through it. Thank God. On the side of the bus, Cyclops and Gene are walking by and Cyclops is telling Gene how much it bothers him. Once again, that he doesn't want to be thinking of Rogue as an enemy when they're actively trying to recruit her. And Mystique, who is still principal of Darkholm, overhears from the dark corner and kind of like, you know, she gives that little like villain eyebrow raise. And then it cuts into a room inside a building that's next to where they're loading the bus. Air School has an awesome, like, full-fledged dojo in their gym. It was like, there were boxing bags and, like, all that, and she's just going for it. She's like a crazy, like, spin kick and stuff like that. I was like, what the... What are you doing at your school? Our school, we didn't have any of that shit. (laughs) Yeah, we had one room that had to be 20 things. It was like, this is the wrestling slash tennis slash weightlifting slash... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Rogue's training in there for whatever. I guess she's like, I'm at a new school by myself, so I got to, you know, pump up. And then Principal Darkholm comes in there and kind of manipulates the information and tells Rogue, I just overheard Cyclops, or Scott, I think she references him as Scott. She only says Scott. She doesn't say their code names. Scott talking about how they use use the enemy in their battle simulation and yeah. like, which is true but leaves out you know a key component where scott was like one of the only people bothered by it so she's like well you're gonna have to find out for yourself we just i don't know we're gonna find out that this was not a good decision but even at this point it was like i don't know what you're expecting to happen here so she throws like rogue a bag she had packed her already it's like you're going on the trip oh and i forgot to mention while rogue is training she looks out and sees gene and scott packing the snowmobiles it's so dumb to hear and is this is something we see from rogue and a lot of iterations of her is like her watching their relationship and like kind of you know you can tell she's envious that they can like touch each other and stuff she doesn't say it in this but you just you get it 
Yeah, this the second somebody actually touches another person, it, yeah. it just makes awkward moments for Rogue. And it's specifically these two, you know, because they're like probably like the the biggest couple in this group, you know, in every iteration and stuff. Yeah, and we've we've also seen like there is a little bit of like awkwardness, what even if it's not like formally a crush, but like she's had her moments with Scott already, like going back a oh, few episodes right. to the Shakespeare stuff and everything like that. So yeah. Yeah. But then we go back outside to the bus. The teacher slash bus driver comes over and tells Jean, like, oh, bad news. You know, you, you can't go. Something was wrong with your permission slip or something. You've been absent too many times, which I actually agree with. Yeah. Because then, we've been talking about this. Like, she just keeps getting pulled out of classes. And it's got to be, what, her, like, junior or senior year that yeah. she's just, like, skipping a quarter of the school year at this point. And Scott's like, oh, those were all approved. Go ask Xavier. And he's like, there's not enough time. And it was like, I don't know how it was for your school and my school. I, there was even a maximum amount of time you could miss of approved school. Like, even if you were sick or something, like, you couldn't, like, miss half the school year and still, like, Yeah, they would, like, rest. hold you back a year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I went to I went to private school and it was paid, so they uh, definitely would have held you back if they could get <laughs> extra money out of you. Well, it was just mainly that, like, even if it was justified that you missed, you didn't get the actual like education, <laughs> so you can't move forward. There's only so much of a threshold, and so if she's like fighting a war like four out of the five days of the week, <laughs> going yeah. to Texas to pick up the blob, you know? Right. They don't push back too much, and Scott's like, "Well, who is going?" And then she, he sees Rogue enter the bus. He's like, "Oh, goddamn it!" Then we jump over to the mansion, and it's windy out. Yeah. And Xavier, Xavier has this like giant, like it's not a bay window, whatever the fuck kind of like double door style window, just like open as the weather's getting crappy. Yeah, and he goes to try to close it, and then we see like waves push him back. And at this point, we don't have enough information from other characters to know exactly who it is. We quickly find out it's Magneto. So I guess now we have a point of reference of what Magneto's powers look like in animation in the show. Yeah, because like we had in, in 92, it was that like yellow pulse. Here, it's a little more just like it gets fuzzy. It, yeah, it kind of looks like Xavier in 92's like mental, like his thinking. Wait, I don't know. <laughs> Brainwaves. Brainwaves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The best mind. part, again, we are an audio-only podcast, and Rod is is pantomiming. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And his cat vis- is judging him from the side. If you want to have a visual of what my brainwaves look like right now, just imagine oatmeal pouring out my ears. That's what's happening. <laughs> so, yeah, so Magneto pushes him back and then says, aren't you going to tell them the truth? And I feel like they just threw that out of nowhere. Because I was like, we don't know anything about Magneto and Xavier's relationship, what the truth might be. Well, the, the interaction is Magneto arrives and he says he wants to pay him a compliment and it's you're only getting the voice at that point. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have Xavier say that he's proud of his students and Magneto's response is, well, you're proud of them, but you obviously don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's why you need to tell them the truth. And like, yeah, Magneto was, I think, referring to like their power sets are growing because they're getting older and stuff. Well, that's that's part of what you're implied at the time, but we find out later on that's it's something a little more obvious. But he's like, yeah, you trust him with your life, but not the truth. And it's kind of like it's a pretty solid dig, honestly. It's like, yeah, yeah you'll let them save your life, but you can't tell them one important thing. Yeah, and also, I would not trust a bunch of teenagers superpowered or not with my life. Fair. <laughs> and then it gets kind of violent. He closes the wind, the glass windows, and then like shoves Xavier into it. So to yeah, he pulls Xavier so it smashes into the windows. So, and I guess just to drive the point home, like I can do whatever I want to you at any given time. Mm-hmm. I, and then I didn't freeze frame it, but from what I caught, there was like this flash of Rogue and Nightcrawler at least, maybe somebody else. I think that's just how they do the transitions in this show. I don't think that's a story point. Instead of like an X wipe or something like that, it's, yeah. yeah. 
Okay, yeah, because I couldn't. I didn't know. I was like, is that something going through Xavier's head? Yeah, because I thought it was something like that a few episodes ago. Uh huh. And it wasn't it was the case. Just, yeah, it's like a drag and drop transition. Yeah. <laughs> then back at the bus, they're driving around the snowy mountain, which I've driven on roads like that. The you know was like wide enough for one vehicle around the side of a mountain. I don't know if a bus would be allowed to drive a bus full of students on a road like that with a trailer. The trailer full of snowmobiles. <laughs> yeah. So you so you have a extra long vehicle uh-huh. with a trailer of snowmobiles behind it driving through the snow. This yeah. teacher should be arrested. Right. And he's the only adult on the the bus. It also weirdly enough like at the beginning it felt like this was a trip that was going to have like a decent amount of students on it and then it ends up being like six yeah because they only had you know like a handful of snowmobiles you know, yeah double, anyway so the bus driver says like oh no snow's coming down and the kids are like like yeah you know fresh powder or whatever and he's like that's not good when we're in a bus with a trailer <laughs> you know to your point i just I, imagine one of the kids is beavis from beavis and butthead to america and he just screams we're all gonna die at the top of his lungs as the that. teacher i thought you were gonna say breaking the law breaking the law oh <laughs> god that was like season one of beavis and butthead and so he's like well if it snows too bad we might have to turn around it's like i feel like when you say that it's starting to snow too bad they it, that's when you turn around mm-hmm. when there's too much snow it's too late to turn around yeah when you get to the point that you can no longer turn around you've already missed your window yeah, and you know, right on cue, he skids out of control to what, like, even just watching as an animation was like, that is horrifying. Because I, I don't know if that's what my car was actually looked like on roads like that. But that's what it feels like. It's spinning out of control. And there was a couple times I thought for sure that they were already off the mountain, but they, they were still kind of in and out. Scott peeps his head out, and somehow none of the other kids, I guess they're all panicking, don't pay attention to him. They're, they're all worried they're going to die. They're yeah. having their Beavis and Butthead plane crash moment. Except for Rogue, who, who does not give a fuck. Is still just watching Scott. She she is fucking emo goth girl yeah. to the extreme. She's like, bring, bring on the up. sweet release of death. <laughs> and I guess he uses his optic blast to kind of make a barrier to catch the, you know, basically a guardrail. They probably should have been there anyway. They probably should have been driving on something with a guardrail. <laughs> and Scott gave all mountains the inspiration to have guardrails installed. There you go. Yeah. Guardrail started with Scott Summers on <laughs> in two thousand one. In two thousand one, <laughs> I actually would not be. I know that's not the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was real. You know, it's like those things that are yeah more recent than you think they are. You're like, you know, credit scores. Wasn't it like nineteen seventy seven that you had to stop drinking while driving? Yeah, and the eighties are when you had to like re- like seatbelts, seatbelts, and the nineties yeah. were airbags and stuff. Like, no. and you're like, wait, what? What were we doing before? It's like I don't know. I mean. To age ourselves properly, Rod, we all remember playing on playgrounds that it was metal bars, yeah. metal slides on top of cement. We didn't yeah. even have wood chips usually. Oh yeah, and and those metal slides, even if like they didn't hurt you like by impact, you'd just be cooked by them. Yeah, you, you became light bacon. <laughs> yeah, and then you're sliding down, and stainless steel is not slippery. Nope. So it's like friction and like heat. <laughs> Yeah, we learned that at the Walking Dead escape. I want to say it was 2014 when that happened. And I'm still shocked they did that thing multiple years in a row when in the first year, I want to say I heard over a dozen people actually had to get taken away by ambulance because they like sprained their ankle at Padre Stadium in the obstacle course. It was wild. I don't know. It's kind of like living in Arizona right now. You see that thing where people, when they fall on the sidewalk, they're getting like like threatening burns because the the pavement's so hot. Oh, no, I'm talking about a dangerous slide. That sounds oh, even okay. worse. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it was worse. Because uh, as of recording right now, I think 
Arizona's hit a record of going 31 or more days over 110 degrees. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> they're, they're, they're worried about like what, how many years it's going to be until Phoenix is uninhabitable. I saw uh, a reel where somebody cooked a or put a cookie inside their mailbox. So an old video from my main YouTube channel, RKVC, this was probably back in the early, like 2013, 14-ish or whatever. I baked cookies on my dashboard of my car once in a heat wave in Delaware. I keep wanting to do it here, but time and also makes your car smell. But I, I was. But like, it smells cool. like cookies, Rod. It's yeah, there well, could be worse things. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I want to try something different. I want to do like a pizza or something. It's like that's mm-hmm. less savory after time. Over. Yeah. Time, but yeah. But yeah, you can totally you can totally do it. It's and you can also dis- definitely do the egg thing on sidewalks. Yep. Totally works, given enough time. Anyway, we're living in end times. Have fun with it. But <laughs> the teacher, after he stops the car, is like, maybe we should just head back now. And it's like, you almost just killed people. How are you driving in any direction on this, dude? Yeah, yeah I don't even know. Because there wasn't anything bad. It wasn't like there was a weather machine or a mutant power. It was like, this was just an irresponsible teacher. That's yeah. all it was. And it was like, by the looks of it, it was just like lightly snowing. I mean, I, I think that's that probably was just an animation choice. Mm. But... Again, neither of us have driven a bus, especially a yeah. bus with a trailer after it. So I have driven box trucks before, probably when I wasn't allowed to for work for mm-hmm. a very irresponsible boss. You're just and breaking all your NDAs today. Yeah, right. And it, actually, he never raised an NDA, which may come in handy someday. <laughs> <laughs> and those things are terrifying to, to drive. So I can only imagine. But yeah, anyway, so like we had mentioned, Rogue was already watching Scott. So she sees him do the thing. So I guess that was supposed to plant a seed that he wasn't totally evil. Or I don't know what that was supposed to exactly do, but she smiles when she sees him blast. Yeah, I, I got that out of it, too, that it's, I mean, granted, he's also doing it for self-preservation as well, mm-hmm. so it's not obviously completely selfless, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, oh, no, it's still an heroic action. Yeah, and so since they decide they're not going to turn around, or they can't... Rogue is like, let's just go to the cave using the snowmobiles. <laughs> right. I didn't see the teacher after this. On the snow- did, was the teacher on one of the snow- snowmobiles? He wasn't that? on one of the snowmobiles, but he was at the cave, cave because... Well, we'll get to the cave in a yeah. second, but I didn't see him get on a snowmobile. Yeah, so I guess... is that Maybe it's implying that he ended up figuring out the bus later on or something? Because, like... Otherwise, they just abandoned a bus and a trailer on the side of a mountain. I think they abandoned the bus and the trailer, okay. honestly. All right, well, anyway, so they yeah, they take that, and then... Right, and so this teacher lets teenagers on a snow... Like, where it snowed so much they had to stop a bus just snowmobile themselves up to a dark cave which okay real talk how did they know where the cave was right i'm not completely sure that they arrived at the right one just a random cave because <laughs> rogan cyclops uh rogue looks at cyclops is like want to race and both so they're on separate snowmobiles with other passengers of just generic other students and both those other students are like wait what was and what so- was was the guy on with cyclops his buddy paul or whatever his generic name was the one oh, from the first episode maybe i can put that together i think it might have been because that's going to pay off later then i think it was yeah okay but again everybody's all bundled up so it's harder to tell with the character yeah. model too if it was paul yeah, that's going to mean something different later in this episode yep and- and then they race, and it's this action pack like Y2K. At, at, at first, I... And uh, Rogue just, tries to kill them. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and that was purposeful, too. That wasn't just for, like, extreme sake or whatever. No, she uh, literally they, they, bumps her snowmobile into theirs as they're, like, on an edge. And then, like, to the point where Cyclops and, and other guy needed to lean over to not topple yeah. over and die. And this, like, at first I was like, what? is happening this was a little too far removed for me for a second and i was like right 2001 yeah like 
this is the fantasy that like if you were a teenager then like you you know it's like being a superhero as a kid or whatever like this is what you'd want to do on a school field trip you want to go like extreme snowmobiling or whatever so it's like i get it okay it's an action sequence and when they arrive at the cave the random guy says what we were all thinking he's like she had no concern for our lives yeah I will say I do appreciate from a like writing perspective, they do not shy away in the show about acknowledging when something is deadly. Yeah, yeah. Even though Rogue and Cyclops are both like into it and have like gone into like teenage Y2K fantasy world, the other two passengers are like the rest of us. They're like, what is going on? So there's like at least an acknowledgement of like how crazy everything is. Well, the girl that's on with Rogue is like, I'm going to throw up. And then when they get to the cave, she actually like <laughs> leans over to vomit. Which I get, man. Blonde then, vomits. Yeah. Go back to the mansion. Xavier's talking with Wolverine. And Wolverine says, again, I think you should tell the kids the truth. And I was like, okay, so this is something that Magneto and Wolverine knows. This is a wild you know, connect of like, what is something that both those people know? And then we get the reveal that Xavier doesn't want to tell them about Mystique. Which... I, I was like, you want to tell the kids that you're sending to school that someone's trying to murder them, especially if it's a principal. And it, I, I didn't think it'd get more shocking than that, but then they, they, they shock us a little bit later, even more, at least me. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I agree with everyone else, Xavier. You should tell these kids that their principal is homicidal, specifically to them. I do love that Wolverine is like, no, these kids know how to keep a secret and can keep it cool. Okay, are you are you training them, Wolverine, to be that cool? Because, yeah. I don't know, I, don't get me wrong, I like Kurt as a character, but he's kind of a bumbling idiot. And yeah. as we see in next week's episode, I don't necessarily know if I trust Evan to keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, or maybe just, I, I mean, I guess not sending them school suspicious, but at the same time, like, they already have the whole institute, but... Aside from just needing the kids to be at a public school for the draw of being a high school show, it doesn't seem safe if that's the whole idea, to have them go to a public school. So the only thing I, I would say as, as devil's advocate on that one is if you look at all the versions of the X-Men where the older X-Men are the teachers, where was Storm's qualification to teach history? Where is Wolverine's qualification to teach, you know, aside from Beast, which, again, we've established in previous episodes, he only (laughs) has a doctorate in optometry, apparently. (laughs) Who is actually qualified to be a teacher? I get that, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Because they still need, they they need to learn how to, like, balance a checkbook and shit, Rod. Come on. Did you learn that in school? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. Not at all. Well, it's like yeah, that's know, our bo- that's our boomer ass joke. <laughs> I, I will I will say though credit to Mrs. Sprock when I was in high school or maybe junior high, our home ec class, she may have shown us a lo- like one day how to do a checkbook. She definitely taught us how to like address an envelope at one point because she was like, "This is actual home economics." And at the time, I was like, "I thought I was baking bread." And then I got older. I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna write envelopes more than I'm gonna make a loaf of bread." <laughs> so that. Good, 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 good yeah, go, Miss Frost. Yeah, I mean, you're going to write envelopes and, and balance a checkbook more than you're going to, you know, figure out the hypotenuse of fucking anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. We ended up in in entertainment. We don't need, we just need to yeah. know what that word means in case it's ever in a fucking script, and that's right. it. Storm and Gene come in. Xavier's like, I thought you were supposed to be on that field trip. And Gene's like, yeah, Darkholm replaced me at the last minute, and no one questioned it. And it's like, who who they send instead? They send Rogue. Yeah. Uh oh. And that was what. I also thought there was going to be like some reveal at that point, which doesn't come to fruition. Mm -hmm. That storm is going to be like, oh yeah, the storm that's happening outside is out of the norm and not, and it's not 
Earth itself. It's like, you know, a machine or another mutant's power or something. That just never happens. Yeah, I know. And I'm okay with it. I actually kind of like that. It was just like, oh, no, this is just a very irresponsible teacher. Yeah. And so so Xavier's like, well, we should go check this out. I'm like, you think? You think homicidal principal, random snow, like snowmobile trip to Dangerous Mountain, the person that you made the enemy in the danger room is on this trip now suddenly. Like, this is, it only took like 20 things for Xavier to be worried. This is why Xavier doesn't have his own kids. Is that this is also worried? why he's not a teacher in this version. There you go. Yeah. So back, to, back the cave. to the cave. The teacher is like, well, let's make the best of this and just resumes make, like having a tour of the cave. But I guess that's also what his original plan was. So kind of like yeah. were, were they just like all going to sleep in the tent or sorry, in the caves anyway, like that. He, I feel like this guy did not plan out this trip. Well, yeah, it was just, it was unclear what the whole picture of this thing was like because if they already had snowmobiles i guess were they going to take a bus to a certain point and the snowmobile to the cave i don't know it was like <laughs> that's the vibe i got because otherwise yeah. why would you have the snowmobiles yeah we're asking <laughs> the right meanwhile is the writer if anybody who wrote this episode like you're not supposed to think about that part we needed snowmobile chase we did okay we put it together <laughs> well we have made friends with one of the the creative team members who hopefully won't hate us too much to come on a future episode of the show. Yeah. So we stay that all in jazz. Love the show overall. And this is coming from somebody who's never seen it before. So the bus driver slash teacher is continuing the, the cave tour. <laughs> hey, oh. Teacher, you don't have to call him the bus driver. <laughs> he does give like a like a weird explanation, which again. Anytime we reference some of this stuff, I will acknowledge that it came from one of the wikis and was not me putting my own scientific spin on it. He mentions that the rock had changed and they refer to it as a mutation. According to that fandom, they said that it was the wrong kind of rock where it was supposed to be like igneous rock or whatever it was like. Basically, the kind of rock that mutates was wrong. Ah. So, so again, he might be a bus driver, going back to your original point, yeah. not a teacher. I thought that they were going to reveal that he was Mystique, because Fair. of how weird it was, but we were going to find out that's not the case. Right. And then Rogue sneaks off. I was trying to figure out why, but then I was like, she's just, that's her character type, is the rogue, you know, when she just like does her own thing in any given situation. Right. The only argument I would give is, I feel like you get away with that if there's, you know, 20, 25 students on a field trip. Probably more challenging when there's only six of you who've survived. Yeah, which is more of a testament to how crap the teacher is. Bus driver. Uh, yeah, bus driver. <laughs> he doesn't notice that there's one, like, one-sixth of his group missing. And then Scott <laughs> follows, and yeah. oh, the teacher seems to not notice that, too. Yeah, he's like, oh, I came here with four kids, right? On that giant bus. Or he's just used to students dropping, like, flies during field trips. I don't know. Yeah, he actually is from a another alternate Earth where there's just constantly like horror movies. So he just loses kids at random, and he stopped caring years ago. Right, Cyclops goes after her, and he accident he almost steps off a cliff. I don't know where Rogue went at this point because there's not many places for her to dip off to. But she appears behind him, and then yeah, she dipped in a corner or something right. like that. Confronts him. She acts like she's gonna kind of force him off the cliff. We find out in a little bit that that's not her intention. She just wants to get some answers. Yeah. So she's kind of talking to him about, like, why am I in your training thing and stuff? And- At first, it's, what do you want from me? And he says, I want your friendship. And mm-hmm. the way they delivered the line, I thought, was really good because it didn't sound 100% legitimate. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> because, yes, he wants to be friends with her, but it's also more the recruitment than yes. just point-blank friendship, you know? Yeah. And I, and I actually liked, in whether that was intentional or not, or that's just how it, it ended up being, 
I like that it didn't just sound like him being sincere about the friendship. It was like mm-hmm. it was a little hazy. I think that yeah. was that was a great choice by them. Especially like I was thinking like that's not a thing to say to someone who doesn't already trust you. Right. Yeah. And then then, of course, she questions, well, I heard about you, you know, using me as a target in your battle simulation. And and of course, Scott goes into defensive mode of, you know, well, we're not who you think we are. It's like, well, maybe you should give a better fucking explanation than that, sir. Right. And then Paul finds them, which I'm not sure if it was the guy on the back of scott's snowmobile but given the number of students there's a high probability that it's a 50 50 shot (laughs) either paul was sent by the teacher to find you know one third of the group (laughs) (laughs) so then they literally just (laughs) divide the party it's it's like a bad D &D campaign right or the the teacher does not realize that now he's lost half the group but paul quickly reveals that he's mystique yes but then the surprise to me was they knew Mystique. So many questions. Okay, so they, already, they being Cyclops knew Cyclops, Mystique. Yeah, Cyclops knew Mystique. If you, so if Xavier was already holding from them that they were going to school with a homicidal principal who was a shape shifting mutant, especially if they already knew her, yes, definitely tell those kids. That's where they like. It's not like he's trying to hide like a complete mystery. It, it's like someone you know sending i kind of you know equivalent of sending someone to like a space with like their abuser or something you know you know them so the only the only thing i i I think is i don't know if cyclops has seen mystique cross over into the homicidal side of stuff Mm -hmm. there's definitely the 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 opposing recruitment no no pushback on that but i think there may be a little bit of what you also know about mystique from other shows that may be influencing the the homicidal aspect of it because she hasn't point blank tried to kill somebody yet Mm. as far as we've seen right now it's just like kind of a a feud it's 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 like yeah it's more of a gang war than like you know genocide yeah yeah which is still like i kind of like it's still fucked up don't get me wrong i'm not going to justify it what was such a big so what like why was it a big deal to xavier i don't know is i'm hoping in future episodes we're going to like get more expansion of like what the dynamic because then i'm you know if magneto is mystique's boss and he was like xavier you should tell him the truth i was like magneto has the power for the kids to find the truth i think he, he just likes that power dynamic of like having the information Yep. And Xavier's not telling... I don't know. There's like a lot of... This is getting more complicated than I thought the show was going to get. I kind of love that, though. Right? And so Cyclops has like the, you know, mind-blown moment of like, oh, crap, so our principal's Mystique. Like, you know. Right, yeah. It, it wasn't just that Mystique is Paul. It's that, that Mystique is also the principal at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so and, she, and she calls it out. That's the best part. She's like, oh, what? Xavier never told you? Yeah. And it's like, hmm, that is fucked up. Yeah, and then she pushes him off the cliff. Yep. <laughs> so if he hadn't seen the homicidal part yet, he saw it then. Yeah, and that's the moment where it does become homicidal. Yeah. I will, I will grant you that. And then Rogue freaks out, which is when I realized, like, oh, she wasn't gonna try. Rogue wasn't gonna try to kill Scott. She right. Was just trying to scare him. She was like, "What the hell did you do that for?" You know. And Missy doesn't really give that much of an answer. She's just like, "Well, he's done with now." But I don't also don't know what that was gonna win Missy over on Rogue. I don't know yeah, because. Because she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, protecting you from lies. And she's like, well, did you fucking kill Paul, too? And then yeah, she... what'd you do to Paul? She very slyly is like, oh, well, Paul missed his bus. And then she, like, made up a thing. And I was like, did she also just, like, bury Paul in, like, the fucking, like, school grounds or something like that? And so if she's... If that was Paul in the back of Cyclops' snowmobile, 
That means she, that it, it was it Mystique, Mystique holding on. That's kind of hilarious. And so I, I don't know, like, if she was <laughs> acting scared or if she was like, oh, shit, oh, shit. She just thought she was going on this trip. I think it was the act because what we see with yeah. this Mystique in a bit, she could have survived if there was a crash. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, that's not the way you were going to do this. <laughs> like, also, if you're going to kill somebody, make sure you actually kill them. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, like, it's a Disney kill, right? Where, like, you don't see them. So, right. if there's no body, then it didn't happen. Yep, yep. And especially later when we, when we see what's at the bottom of that cliff. I don't know what that's supposed to it, Yeah. Rogue thinks fast, and she takes off her glove, touches Mystique. And this was less about taking her powers and more about seeing her memories. Right. Which I do love because we didn't get a ton of that in 92. Mm. The majority of 92 was focused on powers. And so we see, like, basically flashes of Rogue's origin story. Yeah, you like see the the X Men, the car ride with, with Destiny and Mystique, the Wolverine attack, and then the Cyclops and Jean impersonations. And then also Magneto in the school where Mystique says to Magneto, yeah, we're lucky we got to her first. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like a, a quick a shortcut of getting Rogue to realize what the audience knows. Right, but I also like that it was such a quick grab. It was only the most recent memories. Yeah, because otherwise I was like, is, is she going to also find out that those two are... Yeah, are they going to give the whole thing to her right now? Which also, we don't even have formal confirmation of the other stuff yet with Destiny. Yeah. That's just, you know, me bringing in the history I know of the characters from, from other stuff, so... And knowing Y2K stuff, it'll probably be like Aunt Destiny or something, you know, instead. Yeah. Then Mystique passes out, and Rogue looks over and sees that Scott is hanging over like a secondary ledge. Which props to him for being able to hold on to that. I got to give him credit. It wasn't like he was like gripped on like a rock that he his body wrapped around. He was hanging by his hands. Yeah, it's like fingertips. Yeah. Which whenever I see those, and I know they're always in animations, so we're not supposed to think this hard about it. I'm like, when do your fingers break? Like you'd be the strongest person in the world, but just your, you know, hands like to gr to grip wrapped. on it as you're falling is like, yeah. yes. It yep. was like snap, right? Like it was a There's definitely some daredevil Instagrammer who has died trying to do that very right. thing. So, so he's hanging on. I don't know if she actually turned into Mystique or he just saw that because he's hallucinating. She did. She did. Okay. Yeah. Like, because they showed the transformation out of it. She jumps down, which is kind of a mind fuck, I guess, because she just scares him first. Yeah. <laughs> and then helps. Him Fucking out. emo girls, man. <laughs> right. And then Mystique wakes up, and I guess she's super strong because she picks up a boulder, like bigger than her. Yeah, she pushes a boulder and throws it down. Which now, yeah, she's in like there's Mur no it's murder mode. Killing. Yeah, yep. she's she's down to kill everyone. Which also, if this is her daughter in this show, she was willing to kill her. So much to unpack there. Yeah, they don't get killed, but they get knocked off that secondary ledge into, into the, the actual rapids. rapids. Yeah, which so. I mean, it still probably would have hurt, but them falling from that, which we see, they basically fell from about the same height, give or take like 20 feet or something. Mm -hmm. So they didn't die. They just hit some water, which is still not great. Yeah, Mystique wouldn't have killed Scott even if she, so that it wouldn't got her in more trouble. I don't know. If, if he had not hit that secondary thing, you drop 40 feet into the rapids, you know, maybe it's a low yeah. enough bed. It, it can't be good for him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah which we'll see in a little bit. And and so they, they fall into the water and they get picked up by the rapids. Scott blows off like the side of a cliff so they have a place to kind of like swing out to. Right. But it doesn't hold on for very long. That also collapses. They fall onto like another like, I, I can only describe it as like that like stone path that like Indiana Jones was on when one of the movies. Also acceptable, the bridge from, what's it called? The Balrog's Lair in Lord of the Rings. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So it's but like yeah, a, a natural bridge. bridge, essentially. And when they fell, it just visually looked really far, and then they thud, and I was like, was accepting cartoon logic, where like, okay, they just didn't break everyone in the body. But then, to their credit, Scott was actually like dying. Like, he like, had, he, he like, also had a bruise on his head. Like, he actually yeah. had a purple, like, lump on his forehead. Yeah, so I was like, okay, so he's actually struggling to stay, and she's like, don't pass out because he probably has a concussion and it's like you're gonna be okay and then rogue is like yeah we're gonna die and again (laughs) definitely that that big difference between starting your writing in 1992 versus starting your writing in you know 2000 because we never would have gotten that phrase in 1992 yeah yeah so she's apologizing cyclops because she knows the rule the the truth now and stuff and yep She's trying to she's trying to help him by keeping him awake, and I guess she's trying to scramble to figure out what else to do because I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. You're alone at the bottom of a cave; someone just tried to kill you. You don't know if that person's still alive. And basically, you know, she says that she she's she knows enough now. Then we see in a cutaway that the Blackbird is on their way with the the adults of the team. Well, right before the the Blackbird, we do see that Mystique is looking at them from above, and oh, yeah. the only expression I could say is she looks stressed out. Her body language is she's like. Fuck, I didn't do it. Now I have to go down there and murder my kid. Yeah. And yeah, by hand. Close combat. Yeah. So the Blackbird's on its way, and we finally got a great storm line. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that we're doing this. So Storm's in the in the Blackbird, like, doing something. I guess she's controlling the, the rate of the snow during this blizzard. Yeah, she's, she's trying to help calm it down with the wind or something like that, so to make the flight easier. And Wolverine's like, we're not going fast enough. <laughs> and Storm's like, I'm a weather witch, not a snowplow. <laughs> That was a like, really great storm line. That's a, that's a good line. <laughs> they were on their way over there, and, you know, I'm thinking, like, okay, well, that's great, but, like, those kids are dying right now. <laughs> um, also, you have to find them. Yeah. And so then back at the Stonebridge thing, or wherever Cyclops, Rogue, and Mystique are at, I don't know if this is a thing. I've never seen it. Mystique stands up and turns into a wolf. Is that a thing? So, alluded to it a little bit earlier, that is not normally a thing according to the evolutions fan wiki in the comics she cannot turn into non-humanoid creatures so that's why she could like mimic somebody like wolverine or nightcrawler Mm -hmm. or somebody like that but there usually is a humanoid aspect to what she turns into in all of my comic memory do not remember her turning into something that wasn't a human or humanoid looking mutant so so that was a choice. And then, or maybe, I want also wondered, because, you know, we, we found out through X-Men 92 that there's, like, weird standards and practices, requests and stuff. If there's some limitation on there being too much for, like, an adult humanoid woman to, like, try to kill teenagers on screen, and it was more acceptable if it was an animal attacking them. I don't know. I don't know how that works. That doesn't sound right, but <laughs> I, it, it was just, like, a weird... There's all these characters. There. Right. Like, she could have done anything. She could have turned into Logan. or whatever. I don't know. But she turned into a wolf, like an actual wolf. And, and she did try that. to kill her as Logan a few episodes ago, so who knows? Sure, it didn't work, yeah. Maybe because uh, that failed. She's just yeah. like, oh, no, I'm just going to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a whole other implication. And then Xavier back on the the Blackbird tries to telepathically talk to Scott, but he's he senses that he's hurt. Scott gets enough of the message, though that he tells rogues like the x-men are coming and she's like that's great but how are they going to find us and she thinks fast and she takes off his glasses to sh- send like a basically a flare yeah to the air they see the blast and, and they head towards it because you kind of think like well that's not great great 
<laughs> All I want to know is what if it was that one in the million chance where that was exactly when the Blackbird <laughs> was flying above them? That's like a robot chicken sketch. Oh, 100%. <laughs> then Rogue touches Cyclops just long enough to get... Once again, she has more control of this power than he does. She's also and, getting it in smaller bits, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she blasts Wolf Mystique. Yep. <laughs> and, that, that works. Go for it. Um, and... She actually calls herself the rogue. It's interesting. It's weird. Like, I, I don't know if she just deduced that herself. Cause she's like, I'm always doing my own thing. So I'm a rogue, you know, whatever. Yeah, she doesn't herself. call herself, like, Anna Marie or anything like that. Yeah. She says the rogue. And then she zaps the wolf off the cliff. Turns into an eagle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, it's funny. I have here a hawk, and this is just a thing. <laughs> oh, it could whenever, be a hawk. I just... Well, whenever we, whenever we see eagles in especially American media, the sound is always a hawk. And yes. It always confuses me. And because the might... American eagle has the worst claw ever. <laughs> it just sounds like a bird that just wants to get beat up. Yeah. And so it's some sort of bird flies away, which I thought was even... The, the wolf was already a leaf, and the, the eagle slash hawk, like, I, I, think that, I think that might be x-men jump shark animation thing for me at least a little bit because that's just wild and and i had i know from anybody outside of like the you know marvel fandom and stuff it's like why is a superhero it's like it's just in my experience even though i don't read like a lot of comics and stuff when you just have never seen it from someone like mystique you get used to like even just a ballpark of rules it's like if i saw her like turn into a car or something it'd be like is that a thing you know like that's inorganic rod that's stupid (laughs) Like, um, it just it was just no, so I, jarring. I get that. If 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 it was a brand new never before seen character, it would have been more accepting to you versus somebody who you have kind of like the preconceived set of rules around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just it was just wild. But it, the, the Like you had no worked. problem with Wizkid in that Purple Man episode who literally just started making machines do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz you just don't know, but Mystique is like she's been interpreted so many ways from the movies to the movies again to the shows and stuff and every time there's always like this ballpark of you know like rules no matter how they portray her imagine jennifer lawrence or rebecca remains stamos like just turning to like a wolf or something it's just like really jarring so i don't know yeah so it was just really weird but the, yeah the the whole signal thing worked the blackbird they rescued them i was gonna say they flew into a cavern but it was, it was suspension of disbelief and in the cabin of the blackbird they're tending to Cyclops, who looks very hurt, but at least not fatally anymore. Or something like they're tending to him. He'll he's gonna make it with a lot of recovery or something. He's still passed out. Well, I, I do like that. Before that, you get this little square off moment as Mystique in bird form is looking <laughs> at Wolverine, and Wolverine is like, "Fucking go! <laughs> like, let's yeah. let's let's do this." That's right. So that was another thing. Was like Wolverine. I guess he saw the transformation happened because otherwise i was like he just looks at a random birds like mystique I'm like what's going on i bet he smells that it's mystique oh that's true i didn't even think about that yeah yep. okay that good, that good that's point. my bet okay see that's believable even though it's a bird yeah it's uh, still her musk yeah. though yeah, or well, pheromones no, I, mean, no, I just mean like her turning into a bird was like yeah. a weird choice but him smelling her yeah okay that makes sense here we go and then they talked to rogue and i think it's wolverine wolverine was like so where, where's your allegiance line? Rogue is like, if I don't say yes, you you know, throw me back into the cave or whatever. And he's like, well, that's not what we do. He's like, except you, that's not what you've exhibited before. Wolver- yeah. This version of Wolverine, I, I would say, though, yeah, he Wolverine has not. Has. Yeah. yeah. And it's he gives a great response, which is it's it's on us. Like, if we haven't earned your trust, then that's on us. Yeah. And so, so. she 
officially joins the X-Men. I feel like she was going to anyway because, you know, she got all the memories from Mystique to find out what happened there. Then back at the mansion, everyone, but specifically Jean, is confronting Xavier about Mystique. <laughs> Jean pissed at Xavier. Yeah, which rightfully so, especially because her and Scott, you know, are like the original ones, right? So they've probably been there long as they're like, how long have we been going to the school? Yeah. You've not told us that our principal's trying to kill us. Yeah, at, um, at the very least, Gene and Scott feel like they should have been clued in because yeah. they, they've been there before they started doing this new recruitment drive. So, And I don't get why Xavier didn't tell them. Not that there wouldn't have been reasons, but he gives no reasons. <sighs> yeah, it's it's interesting because the... You know, they're they're asking Rogue what she thinks and she's saying, well, like, I, I just got here. It doesn't matter. And it's like, well, you're part of the family now. And then Xavier's like, oh, yeah, there's some stuff that you guys are ready to deal with and other stuff you aren't. And I'll do a better job of deciding which one it is. Like, he actually doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't give the resolution there. Like, he's still this weird shades of gray Xavier that it's like, hmm. Oh, because it, it would have made a little sense if, to me at least, if he would have been like, well, I didn't want you to jump the gun and try to attack her or something like that. We just didn't get any reasons, like, why yeah. you tell, like, they were around someone dangerous daily. Regardless, even though he didn't give the resolution, they all reacted as if it was the end of Full House. And they're like, well, yeah. I guess that's what family does. Do, do, do. And then credits roll, you know? Like, right. Okay, I guess that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, we're like, no, 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 you actually didn't solve this problem. Yeah. You just said, I will be more thoughtful when I withhold information from you. I don't know how you were as a teenager. It would have just made me be like, okay, now I'm definitely snooping out of this mansion. As oh, 100%. I would have I would have been like, okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. And it's like, you know, fingers crossed behind your back type shit. Right. Especially if one of us can teleport wherever we want and the other one can like walk through walls. Like we would have mission impossible that shit, especially because we were literally training that earlier. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Otherwise, fun episode. I feel like it went a little fast. I don't know about you. Like, I, I, I kind of would have liked, I mean, I don't want to critique writers because I'm not writing this, but I think there were some elements of this would have been nicer, like, sprinkled throughout other episodes, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff. But it was just like they go on a ski trip or not a ski trip, a snowmobile trip and then make up. Fair. But I also feel like it didn't have, like, any things that got glossed over. Like, I still feel like they addressed everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just may yeah. have happened in a, in a fast fashion because you're stuck with, you know, a 22 minute runtime. So. Right. I also kind of want, I know they're not going to address this. I would love to get a peek into like what the rest of the school group, what happened to them, what they're thinking. Do they just oh. think that three of them died? Yeah, there's three <laughs> missing kids and yeah. it's never addressed. Because they, it's not like they could just, I don't know, like was Xavier going to be like, we got to take care of like, wait, why would you have to take care of? You weren't on this field trip. Xavier probably fucked with their brains. That's right. Because he has no problem doing it. Being able to stay tuned to next week's episode. We're going to see some more evidence of that. Yeah. Oh, that's probably, you know, that, I, that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I love how bad Xavier is the perfect resolution for this whole series. Yeah. I would say that's going to be like the MacGuffin's still not the right word, but like the shortcut at any time. We, right, we can't explain it. Xavier probably did it. Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Be like, yeah, he probably did something. All right. Cool. And it's in and, and we've it was literally one of the first things that we saw during the entire series, so it's yeah. perfectly acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so that was basically it. It, it. The whole episode was to, to get Rogue to officially join the X Men, trust them. Yeah, not, you know, pr pretty much completely. 
She's definitely not a mystique stud anymore. She no, definitely not. She, well, when 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 the woman tries to eat you as a wolf, it's really right. hard to be on their side. Also, I, I wonder if those guys are ever going to trust any animals or any objects around them anymore. If they saw this woman turn into a wolf and an eagle or hawk. I want to just see Wolverine just randomly like stabbing animals that he doesn't trust. That'd be great. That's Every awesome. eagle that ever goes near the blackbird, he just jumps out and stabs. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Cool. What was there any trivia? Or no, the, the two pieces were the Game Boy, which we didn't switch to Game Boy Advance until 2001. And then, yeah, we didn't have non-humanoid transformations for Mystique. But yeah, some of these episodes, lots of trivia. This one, not so much. Yeah. No, it's, it's cool. We had, we've, we've filled the front with Sandy Comic-Con trivia. So Yeah. Yeah, after uh, edit, this is still going to be an hour-long episode, so we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Stay tuned next week, though, we have our guest. Kit Quinn. Thanks for joining us. If you have any thoughts, make sure to drop them in the comments for either the YouTube upload or official Instagram post about this episode. If you like what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on a podcast app you're choosing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. I, I really need to get some sleep sometime this week. Not going to happen. Not going to happen.